New Friday. You know what that means. Time it's for Friday, the sports bar. <laughs> Sunday. What? It's Friday, yeah. Another episode of the sports bar, hosted by yours truly. Drew and your favorite barman, Kibbs. When you end the Drew. As always, remember to follow us on social media. On Instagram, it's at the sports bar, KE. And on Facebook, the sports bar. Let's dive into it. As always, we kick off with our first segment on Fridays, which is... Uh, the rundown. Down, down. You want to get us started? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so what happened this week? Well, this week there was a full game weekend, so yeah, mm-hmm. where we saw miracles. Miracles, miracles, miracles. Yeah, a lot of them. You know, uh, the other day we were talking with Drew and he was talking about the way Atalanta always score a lot of goals, but Milan are unable. Well... Come on, I mean, your story. The goal difference shows it in the table. Yeah, but it's like Milan had your challenge and yeah. decided to punish Torino. Yeah. In two, in the span of five days, Milan went to Turin twice, mm. right? And scored ten goals. Three against Juventus over the weekend, and seven against Torino. Seven. Like Turin in the bedroom. In the bedroom. We saw Brahim Diaz get a brace. We mm. saw Antirebic get a hat trick from Kessie. Uh, atoned for his penalty miss against Juve, like it was just an insane goal. Milan look good. They look they, destined for the Champions League. They do, but hey, you never know until the last game. The fat lady sings. Yeah. Uh, then Atalanta yeah. got Benevento, mm-hmm. uh, who at this point, man, it's a write-off because they lost to Atalanta. Two goals to nil. Two goals to nil, despite Atalanta going down to ten men. Yeah. Yeah. So for them, they I look think, destined for Serie B. Yeah, Serie B is calling their names heavily. Yeah. And uh, Raspadori again, a thorn in Juventus' side. That's what well. Yeah, gets a goal, but this time Juventus were able to come back. Come back and win the game. Do you Ronaldo, think that saves Pilo's job? I doubt it, because Ronaldo got his hundredth goal for another club. So did Diabala. Yeah, Dybala he also scored, also scored his hundredth goal then. Yeah, it was. 3-1 uh, comeback win for Juventus. But the team which I think is putting a lot of pressure on everyone else is Napoli. Uh, Gennaro Gattuso side beating uh, Udinese 5-1 in yeah. the opening game this week. The battle for that top four in Italy looks really intense. Yeah, it's insane. And uh, right now what the, that meant for the table is Atalanta remains second with 75 points. Mm. Milan uh, right there with them, separated by goal difference in third, 75 points. Napoli are in fourth with 73, and Juventus are in fifth with 72. Tough race for the Champions League sports. Tough race, tough race. So what happened on your side? I hear La Liga was uh, quite comedic. Very comedic. From mm-hmm. the weekend into the week, we had a full game week as well yeah. with uh, Real, Atletico and Barcelona. The three front runners for the title all in action through the week. Uh-huh. Started off on Tuesday with Barcelona shitting the bed. <laughs> they, Somehow I'm not surprised. They settled for a 3-3 draw against Levante. In a game which they led 2-0 at half. You tell me about it. See, in the yeah. syndrome, see, do you get Usman Dembele scoring his first goal uh, at the Camp Nou since 2018, December. Imagine. And uh, supplying an assist for Messi. Yes. Uh, but that was still not enough. Not enough because on Wednesday, Atletico Madrid beat Real Sociedad by two goals to one, cementing their place atop the table. Real also had a game yesterday against Granada, which they also won three goals, four goals to one, actually. One. Yeah, cementing the second place on the table. Honestly, at a. (laughs) 
I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Didn't really watch the game. Oh. Yeah, but, but that know. cements the second spot on the table. Yeah. With Atletico top with 80 points, Real second with 78, Barca third with 76, and Sevilla fourth with 74. After that win, I think Barcelona just... That was their last chance to win the league. I think it slipped from their hands. Yeah, I think now Barcelona are just settling for the last Champions League automatic qualification space. But you never know because uh, Sevilla could always catch them. There's still two games to go, a lot to play for. A lot to play for in the La Liga still. So, yeah, that's it for La Liga. On to the Premier League. Ooh. Where we um, also had a couple of games. It's a, it's been a very... Like, you know, there's this one team which always makes me laugh. And it's Fulham. In the past four years, right? They've been promoted, relegated, promoted, relegated, promoted. Guess what? Relegated. Yeah. They lost 2-0 to Burnley, yeah. which confirmed their relegation. They'll be joining West Ham and Sheffield United. West. West. Sheffield Brom. United West Brom, and West Sheff- Brom, yes. Yeah, West Ham are sixth on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah they'll be joining those two teams yeah. in the championship next season. Yeah. Uh, with Scott Parker being tipped to either stay and push for another charge or he might be the next manager for Tottenham. Uh, Scott Parker. Yeah, they're still waiting on those decisions to be made. But they weren't the only team to on Tuesday. We had a United Leicester game too. Yeah, and uh, we saw United field a very young a team, a very teenage team, <laughs> which is what I predicted. We saw Brandon Williams coming back into the side yeah. with Alex Tellers, yeah. and uh, we saw Amadiallo. Amadiallo starting in the Premier League, and it was actually a very good debut for him. Yeah, uh, two nineteen years co- nineteen year olds combined for the first goal yeah. in Amadiallo and Greenwood finishing. Yeah, but uh, in Classic uh, Leicester fashion, we saw Thomas getting a goal, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Kagla Soyuncu selling the yeah. points. Selling the points for Leicester yeah, on Tuesday night. What and that then, meant was Man City won the league without kicking a ball. Yeah, mm. yeah. The ripple effects of uh, Leicester beating United was that Manchester City were crowned uh, champions, champions of the Premier League. Yeah, uh, yeah. For the fifth time for the. Is it fifth or yeah, fourth? Yeah, it's time. fifth time. They're still uh, twenty. They're still fifteen off United. No, uh, fifteen. We are twenty. We're talking Premier League, the yes. one which started in nineteen ninety two. Yes, it's twenty titles for United. Thirteen. It's twenty. Seven plus the ones before the Premier League. Ni football, I'm say football. And uh, we're counting Premier Come League. Come here, one. Listen, United have won twenty titles, Premier League titles. Premier League. At the end of the day, City <laughs> are still. How many? Yes, 15 points off United. Yeah. That come under the champions of England. Yes, congratulations to Man City. And soon to be at this rate. At this rate, the Champions League. League. But I doubt it. Me, I'm rooting for Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) On to another game during the week. We had a London derby between Chelsea and Arsenal. Remember me mentioning also that Arsenal needed a win just to secure a spot for Mikel Ateta for next season. I was genuinely surprised with that game. Yeah, right? they ended up winning the game 1-0. Chelsea were really poor on Wednesday night. But and yeah, they, Arsenal deserved the win. You know, the scoreline really doesn't tell the story of the game because uh, it wasn't that cut and dry that Arsenal were winning the game. First of all, the I don't know if you watched it, but the goal came from a Jorginho era. He tried to pass back to the keeper. But the it was a very was comedic going, goal. Yeah ridiculously comedic because if the goal didn't go in it was going to be an indirect free kick to Arsenal yeah because Kepa was yeah. at the ball yeah. yeah. after a back pass, a back pass. Yeah. Yeah. so uh, but after that goal we saw them create a lot of chances with the best coming in the last few minutes of the game it's 
it was a header from uh, Katsuma. Katsuma off the crossbar. Yeah. And then Giroud smacks it off the, the rebound off the crossbar yeah. again. Like, they got close, but there was no cigar. Too little, too late. Yeah, after the game, Thomas Tuchel came out and said he blames the team he chose to start. Mm-hmm. And I think that spells disaster for certain players, including Ben Chilwell and Jorginho. Let's we see where this goes for feature. Chelsea. They have a final this weekend and a final to come in two weeks' time yeah. as well. So. Another game which was actually quite entertaining, though it had no goals, was the Villa-Everton game. It nil-nil at the uh, Villa Park. Yesterday, yeah. Yeah, and I think that killed the final push, the momentum Everton were going for. For, for Europa League. Europa League, yeah. yeah. Because now uh, the teams above them, Spurs, West Ham, all of them have a game in hand. Yeah. So they might just have to settle for the qualification spot. Yes. In another game, for someone else pushing for uh, top four, but they're going to settle for Europa. Liverpool. <laughs> United had two games within a span of three days. So uh, they also had a game, a game yesterday against Liverpool. Klopp which, finally broke his duck. Which he, they were clobbered. They were clobbered. Yeah, Klopp yeah four finally, goals to two against Liverpool. And that was the first win for Klopp at Old Trafford. And it all came from the world-class Robbie Firmino. Yeah. Oh, that, that man is just impressive. When he's on form, I don't think Liverpool have a better player than him. Yesterday, they were all class all round. They won the game comfortably. Yeah. Despite falling behind to... Uh, uh, Bruno Fernandes' penalty. No, it wasn't a penalty. It was an open play goal deflected in by Nat Phillips. And then uh, Diogo Jota got the equalizer. Yeah. But then just before Marcus halftime, Rashford, yeah. just before halftime, Bobby Firmino got his first goal. And just after halftime, second goal for Firmino. Uh, Rashford pulls one back. It's three two. Just when United think they have a comeback, lo and behold, Mosala. Mosala <laughs> into Germany for a second. So Borussia Dortmund who are fifth in the German table. Fourth. They won over yeah, the they won over the weekend, climbed to fourth. Yeah, who were fourth in the German table apparently won a title yesterday. Yeah, the, the German Cup called the DFB Pokal. They beat Leipzig. That's twice within a span a of one week. Yeah, they yeah. beat them twice. And it was usual suspects on the score sheet with Erling Haaland getting a goal after coming back from injury. Yeah. And Jadon Sancho got a brace. Well, what would on a gut at the end of it? But yeah. anyway, yeah, so I guess that's your rundown for the week. Yeah, it was a very entertaining week. Very entertaining week. week. Football lovers. Yeah. Still say. The best game of the week was that one for Milan and Torino. 7-0. Yeah, 7-0. It was crazy. All right, let's get into your weekend. Yeah, let's see what the preview has for us. The mark of any good weekend, by the way, in Okonga, there has to be a lot of sports. It doesn't matter what sports, it just has to exist. And this weekend, there's a lot. And we start things off with UFC. <laughs> UFC 262. Ooh. Lightweight championship. Of the world. Yeah, since uh, Khabib's uh, evacuation, <laughs> retirement. <it laughs> yeah, <seems> he, vac- <laughs> he retired, vacated the title, and now the oh, title's yeah. been, okay. yeah, <laughs> the title has been empty and in no one's hands but Dana White. So now this weekend we have UFC 262, which will determine who wins between Charles Oliveira and Michael Chandler for the lightweight championship mm-hmm. of the world. I hear they have two very different and distinct fighting styles. Yes, and... Uh, it's going to be King versus, uh, versus wrestling the wrestling background. guru. Yeah, someone who has a wrestling background in high school. Michael Chandler has never been taken down in his pro career, basically. Mm. And uh, Charles Oliveira is probably the submission king of UFC. Mm. He has the most finishes by submissions in UFC history. So that's two different styles clashing this weekend. 
and it will be very entertaining. Very entertaining. Even the records in UFC are crazy because uh, I think Oliveira is at 30 and 8. Yeah, 30 and 8 and, and uh, Michael Chandler is at 22 and 5. Which is a crazy statistic because this guy is, their averages are insane. Michael Chandler is a newbie in the UFC industry, mm. but he's the, he, I think he's the number four contender mm. in the category currently. He's the number four ranked contender for the championship. Yeah, so these are two very different styles and distinct fights, class, uh, distinct distinct fighting styles clashing in the octagon this weekend. But it's not the only fight on the card because no. the one which I am looking forward to is uh, Tony Ferguson. The man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Tony Ferguson <laughs> against Benail Dariush yeah. this uh, weekend too. On the, the That's the co-main event. Yeah, and I think what's entertaining about it, what's going to be really good is you have a rookie versus a veteran. Benail Dariush, yes, is sort of new in yeah, the industry yeah, and Tony Ferguson, yeah, Tony Ferguson's been there for a while. Yeah, and I think... He's the, the toughest fight, of them all. And I think your first UFC fight is always meant to be to end in disaster. <laughs> Not if you're good enough like Dariush is. Hey, bro, you know, I'll okay you in the first two rounds. But this guy is really good. He's knocked people out in his last five fights. Mm. Basically, he's won his last five fights through knockouts mostly. my friend. Yeah, so basically we have Charles Oliveira, Michael Chandler as the main event, and then Tony Ferguson and Benil Dariush, the co-main event. And then we have some middleweight bouts with yeah. Jack Hammondson and Edmund Shabazian going head-to-head. The women flyweight, we have Caitlin Chokagian versus Vivian Araujo going head to head. And then in the featherweight category, we have Shane Burgos versus Edson Barbosa mm. this weekend. That's for the main card. So, so tune in to UFC two sixty. Yeah, tune in to UFC two sixty two. So Lindsay, what's what else is going on this weekend? Uh okay, with two games to go, things in uh, Italy are really tight. So let's talk uh, Serie A first. We have Inter who've already won the league, of course. But uh, all the teams below them are scrambling to finish up that top four. So this weekend we have Atalanta taking on Genoa. Mm. It should be an easy win. I say should, but, but you know, you never things know. are never <laughs> that easy. Genoa are at home. Atalanta are on form, so we never know who will win in that game. Then we have uh, Fiorentina taking on Napoli. Mm-hmm. Sounds Fiorentina, like a juicy game. Yeah, Fiorentina have a striker worth watching in Vlahovic. He has been impressive this season, getting goals. And uh, I think if they the only reason they've survived relegation this year is because of Vlahovic. The new Cavani. Yeah, looks like he's a he's a tall figure. Yeah, and uh, you know a lot of people are talking Ribery, Ribery, but he's been injured a lot. Yes, when he's been there, he's had good impact, especially when he's been playing alongside Giacomo Bonaventura. Bonaventura. Yeah. So, uh, Napoli still pushing forward. They're looking to make sure they're in the Champions League next season. And Gattuso wants to leave on a high note, so that should be an entertaining game. Uh, Milan take on Cagliari. Uh, it should be an easy win for Milan too. It should, but Cagliari aren't a team to scoff at. Yeah, they've been uh, quite good this season as well, on and off. So it could be a tight game, maybe a, uh, closely contested. You never know who'll come out on top. But the two games to watch in Serie A this week: uh, Roma and Lazio, who basically they are just fighting for uh, Europa League at this point, and Roma trying to impress their own coming new manager in Mourinho. But it is a clash of titans. It's a derby. Yeah. So that should be an entertaining game and small Dini. Small Dini. He's gonna play. Yeah. And uh finally I think the game of the weekend is Juventus taking on Inter Milan. Yeah, champions versus former champions. Yeah, exactly. Mauchungu mingi takoko game. Sana sana. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's uh Serie. That's Serie for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, La Liga for the weekend. La Liga is really 
poised is properly poised as well. Yeah. I'm going to give you the key games this weekend to watch out for. Uh, first, we have Barcelona taking on Santa Vigo, their <laughs> nemesis. That um, game is really tricky for Barcelona. But anyway, I think after the draw in the week against Levante, their chances for winning the title slipped drastically because they slipped to third on the table, yeah. four points behind Atletico Madrid. Yep. Speaking of Atleti, they play against Osasuna this weekend as well. That should be an easy win for them and that should guarantee them the title if they win that game. <laughs> the only time Osasuna play good football is when they meet Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then the other team to watch out for is Real, who are playing against Bilbao away. If Real drop points in this game and Atletico win over the weekend, that means Atletico are basically crowned champions of La Liga. Clowned. Clowned, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, yeah. I see you into some funny stuff. <laughs> anyways, anyways, Bilbao was yeah. a team which caused Atleti to stumble yeah. a few weeks ago in a, with a 1 0 win. So anything is possible, especially with the current squad. They seem to have found uh, the balance within uh, Williams and uh, Iker Minyain yeah. being used mostly as super subs at this point. But you never know. Let, let's watch and be entertained. But Watch out for La Liga, everyone. There are a couple of good games also in Liga. Yeah. Remember the three teams at the top are separated yeah. by four points. Lille, Paris and uh, Monaco. Yeah. Uh, Lille are playing for four points and they take on St. who have been terrible this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, with their standards, they've been horrid. And it looks like uh, Lille will have it easy in this game, but you never know. Yeah, but I uh, know this one is a straight win for Lille. I mean, Setetian have tried their best to be consistent, but with Wabikazri being so out of form, they've had no spark of inspiration, and now that's where the problem lies. So Lille, Setetian. Yeah, and uh, then we have Lyon taking on the Crocodiles. Yeah, Nim, uh, Nim are in trouble. They need help. Serkali. <laughs> yeah. idea, If they can't get the wins in these last two games, they're being automatically relegated. Yeah. They know they're fighting for the playoff position in relegation, which happens in uh, Liga. The 18th team, rather than being automatically uh, relegated... They're going to a playoff. Yeah, they, play, they go into a playoff and try and defend their position. Okay. So that should be entertaining. PSG take on Dream. And after their stumble last week against Ren. With the, a red card to Kimpembe right now, they are yeah, short-handed. They need the to win that game just in case Lille drop one. Yeah, so it should be a fire game. And finally, Monaco take the team that beat PSG on. Ren. Yeah. Uh, it's I don't know with Monaco. It seems a little with Monaco. Bit honestly, late. I think they're just trying to keep up pace with the Champions League spots, right? Yeah, because now. they're one point ahead of uh, Lyon in fourth. Yeah. But they also are just five points behind. Uh, but with two games left in the table, Those if Lille win, points. if Lille win the game tomorrow, that yeah, knocks them out of the. It's done for Monaco. Yeah, that's for the Liga. On to England for a bit, where we have the FA Cup final this weekend. You yeah, want to tell us about that? Chelsea and Leicester. Mm-hmm. Brendan Rodgers and Thomas Tuchel. Yes. Timo Werner versus Akunam Tuana Missing. Kelechi and Kufunga, so it's it would be as funny. So, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's looking good. Uh, Chelsea coming off being wounded. Uh, with a loss to Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, Leicester coming up with on form, having beaten uh, United midweek. So, the okay, every manager wants to start with a title, right? Not all of them are as lucky. Uh, Arteta got the FA Cup last season, but look at his second season. So, it doesn't always translate into something good. 
So Tuka might want to start with a trophy in his first season and be like, yeah, Abramovich will love me like Mourinho did. But he has two options, by the way. Just yeah, keep that in mind. He has two options, but I think it's time for Brandon. Yeah, I, I also I also feel I like that. He's, he's a, owed this. Yes, <laughs> it's about time everyone <laughs> realized how good of a manager he is. And you know, with Brandon Rogers, if he wins this title, it will elevate his Leicester team and his own career. Yeah, that, next yeah that's progresses him to the next step. He might because be the next Tottenham manager in that sense. Not, not even that. It's not even about him going to another team. If Leicester can actually win a trophy, the belief that they can do the 2016 miracle again Could under Rodgers. Yeah. And this time, he has a, the players he has right now compared to the ones which won, won the league. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, Mares, Kante, and Vardy who are yeah, they just need, players. They need, but now look at the rest of the team. You, where you had Wes Morgan and Robert Huth, you have Soyuncu and Johnny Evans and Wesley Fofana. Where you had uh, Christian Fuchs and Danny Simpson. You have uh, Ricardo Pereira and Timothy Castan. Where you had Danny Drinkwater. Now you have, uh, what's this guy called? Uh, this is Nigerian. What's his name again? Who? Uh... Dindi, yes. yeah. uh, and now you have uh, Madison, who's becoming one of the best number tens in the league. Dennis Pratt. Yeah. So this Leicester team, if they can win this, they will realistically be able to push for the title yes. this season. But it all stems from can they win? Yeah. So this we can watch out for Leicester Chelsea. Okay. Uh, I guess today is the day we get to see the champions elect in action for the first time as well. Yeah. Man City play the Newcastle tonight. Ooh. Finally, away now, from home though. Do you think they'll wear special kits? Nah, Gadovona too, maybe. They don't deserve <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, but basically, there's a full round of fixtures this weekend everywhere, whether it's in Italy, whether it's in Spain, in France, in Germany. Yeah, so keep up to date with all the sports and follow us on our socials on, on Instagram, Instagram at the Sports Bar KE and on Facebook, the, the sports, sports Bar. Bar. On two, I want a segment. This is the selection. It seems it's about that time. The I mean, sports bar selection. There are a lot of games this weekend, so we have to give our advice. <laughs> yeah, we each get to pick a sport this weekend, which you think is going to have a major impact over the weekend. Or it will just be bloody entertaining. Yes. As the then, say. Yeah, <laughs> then we give you a heads up on what to watch. So for our selections this week, you want to go, go first? You uh, go, go first. My selection this week has to be the bloodiest of the, of the weekend. Uh, <laughs> the bloodiest bit of the weekend. I'm guessing it's not what Timo Vanna will have done to him after he misses an open goal in the final. Nah, it's actually UFC. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for the weekend, my selection is Ultimate Fighters Championship. Uh-huh. Ultimate Fighting Championship, yes. 262. 262. Oliveira versus Chandler. Mm, it's a championship bout. Ferguson versus Dariush. It's rookie versus veteran. Yes. It, there's such a storyline here. After Habib vacated his title, I don't think... After he left, everyone got us breathed a sigh of relief because yeah, yeah. the the category was so dominated by one man for such a long period. Like any time there was a fight in the lightweight category, and you knew, you knew who was winning at the end of the day. But right now it's open air season; everyone gets the chance to be the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this this is going to be very interesting this is there's going to be a new champion in the lightweight category unless it's a no contest 
It's either gonna be, <laughs> <either gonna> be, <laughs> be a Brazilian or an American. Yeah. It's either gonna be a jiu-jitsu specialist or a wrestler. Or a wrestler. Mm. So yeah, watch out for UFC 262 this weekend. Chandler versus Oliveira, Ferguson versus Darius. Yeah, oh, on my side, I don't, this one doesn't really have much of an impact on the general standing of things. I just think it will be ridiculously funny to watch the emotions in this game. Okay. And it's Juventus taking on uh, Inter Milan. <laughs> the nine times champions of Italy <laughs> versus yeah. the, the, new champions. the new champions. And it's funny because the manager who started the reign of dominance for Juventus, Antonio Conte, he's, one he's ended it. Yeah. And it's such a good storyline. And Lukaku and the team are so happy celebrating. And now they go and take on Juventus, who really need a Champions League spot to keep Ronaldo. Because genuinely, I'm sure he'd rather go to Sporting than stay in Juve in the mm. Europa League. The Europa League. And, well, my favorite part of watching any Juventus game is watching Morata trip over his toes. So that's another reason to watch the game. But I think despite the season Juventus have had, despite having an incompetent manager, they have had some impressive players. And uh, one of them is Chiesa. And, uh, yeah, he's been a spark for he, them. He's been incredible. And uh, yeah, I think he deserves to be the man of the year for Juventus, whatever happens. I think Inter just want to rub it in. So I think <laughs> they're going to really work hard to win this game against Juventus mm-hmm. and rub it in that they're the champions of Italy. I don't even think they'll field a really strong team. I don't think Lautaro and Lukaku will start. I see them playing, uh, what's his name, Alexis and someone else. Yeah, so yeah, that that, is, that's, that's our selection for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, so on to our next segment. Yep. Now comes my favorite segment of the day. This is where we get to talk about our predictions and opinions and share it with those closest to us. Our yes. listeners. Your As favorite you tell, segment not... of the day turns out to be the last one of the day. So. Uh, well, what can I say? I do my best we'll work in the finale. We we'll save the best for last. Mm-hmm. So before we get into this week's, why don't we talk about early in the week the predictions we had? Because wow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so I had Chelsea Arsenal, Atletico Sociedad, and Barcelona Levante. And I'm sure so, you listen on all of them, weren't you? Of the three, mm-hmm. Chelsea Arsenal. Uh-huh. I got that one right. What Arsenal did you lower. This Nilishinda, I don't care. <laughs> uh, Atletico Sociedad also got that right because Atletico won. And then the Barcelona Levante game happened on Lemo Cantiani. You're basically the Kenyan government changing the rules to favor yourself. Okay, I had three games as well. Yes. And they were all in this area. I was right about Milan beating Torino. Mm. Very wrong about the scores. I thought uh, Torino would have a spine, you know, like a backbone, put up a fight. Yeah, Not get spunked 7-0. Huh? Then I had Atalanta, Benevento. I had too much faith in Benevento. You know, I thought they've had a good season. They don't deserve to be relegated. Too much faith. And they lost 2-0. I had a 3-3. And finally, I thought Napoli would be shocked by Udinese. You know, Kina Stefano, Kaka, Watford B. I thought it would be entertaining. Uh, all of a sudden... Five one, <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't a good week for me. Not at all. But at the weekend is where I do my best work. Let's go. So, what's your take on what's your games for the weekend? My first one is game. Yeah, my emotions. Yeah, my uchungu. Yeah. I have Juve versus Inter Milan, and uh, I think uh, Juve will win this game. I think they've just suffered enough. I I <laughs> personally they... think Inter coming there to rub. <laughs> Rabbit in that yeah. they're the new champions. I, I wish it was that simple, but with Buffon retiring, he announced his retirement. I think they would want to send him off on a high, on a high note. And you know what? I've been hard on this man this season, but I think Morata is going to score a hat trick. Let us see. You know, you are a hater, so I don't believe you. 
Really? <laughs> Even when I say good things about <laughs> Alfaro? No, until your next game. Soda. <laughs> until your next game. <laughs> I have Latin and Roma, the Roman derby. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Rome, Roma. This game has so much history. Yeah, and uh, the two teams are literally sixth and seventh. Yeah. They're right next to each other. Roma want to have a good launch point for the new manager. Lazio want to finish the season strong because it's very possible for them to leapfrog uh, Juventus before the end of the season. Making the <laughs> making it a lot to fight for, and let's not forget this is a derby, it's the local home derby, so it's gonna be hotly contested. Yes. I see a two-one win, most likely Shiro Immobile getting the goal the, to settle the game with Joachim Correa, who's been in incredible form the past few weeks. I see him opening the scoring, and I'll go for out of right field cars drop. To get the goal for Roma. Drop, okay. Yeah. So on your third one, I think we are both gonna predict who wins the UFC two sixty two over so the before weekend. Before we get to that, why don't you tell us what you have? Uh, I have Leicester Chelsea, the FA Cup final this weekend. Mm-hmm. As you said, uh, Thomas Tuchel, I think, needs a launch pad for his Chelsea career. Mm, but Rogers but is Brendan Rodgers is owed a trophy mm. for his time in England when he flopped with Liverpool. He didn't flop. Well, Gerard Eliangoka, so, <laughs> yeah, with his time in Celtic, and so yeah, I think Leicester will win this, so I tip Leicester for a 2-1 win in the FA Cup final, mm-hmm. and then I have another very exciting game, the Basque Country Club, mm-hmm. Atleti Bilbao, Bilbao, playing against the City Boys in Real Madrid, yeah. which is, the dynamics of this game are really are really tricky. If Real drop points here and Atletico end up winning their game of the, mm. over the weekend against Osasuna, the season is done. Atletico are crowned champions of La Liga. So yeah, watch out for Bilbao Real this weekend too. I predict this game is going to end up in a 1-1 draw. 1-1 one, one draw. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Uh, all leagues have been decided up to this point except La Liga and Liga. Liga. Yeah, so yeah. maybe we'll see something interesting happen this weekend with yeah. the last game of the season. Yeah. So for the last prediction, we both have UFC 262. Yeah. With me being a huge fan of Michael Chandler, who I know is going to win this title. For real. Who's going to win this title. Well, I am not with you there. I honestly think some of the best UFC fighters in history have been Brazilian. And I think this title, after being with Khabib so long, it's going to go to the Brazilian, Oliveira. His submission tactics, his aggression, his experience, they're all going to come into play. And uh, Chandler will realize he's bitten off more than he can chew. So you tell Oliveira to win the fight? I do, and I see this fight is going three rounds. Most three rounds. Three three rounds. I don't think we'll see a decision in this fight. Because, uh, you know, that anxiety and that nervous energy will all be converted into a hot-blooded fight. And when you give it to your all, one person has to go down. Okay, so <laughs> that's the UFC 263 Chandler versus Oliver this weekend. Lindsay tips Mr. Oliver to win. Mm-hmm. I pick Mr. Chandler to win. And uh, the neutrals want a no contest, but yeah. we, we won't go into that. <laughs> yeah, so follow us <laughs> on Instagram at the Sports Bar KE. And on Facebook, the Sports Bar. And we'll give you details on the fight on our next episode. Yeah. So the last bit of the day is usually where we have our crazy, crazy ass opinions. Yeah, which there is a lot of. I don't know. Where do you understand, Drew? I think we're going to start by something crazy. So, how old is Emery Laporte? I believe he should be 24. 24. Yeah. As he's played for the senior French national team. Yeah, he's represented France at all levels underage. And I think has six cups at the senior level. So, guess what? Uh, so, recently, this week, 
as early as this Euros, he could be eligible to play for Spain. Not could be, he will. He, he will be, exactly. He will be eligible to play for Spain, which is something really out of the ordinary. Now, it's not really if you think about it, because uh, as we've seen with football, players want to play in tournaments and they'll go to the country which will give them the best opportunity of doing so. And it's not just... But you know, that's like changing your patriotism to an extent. How are you French until you grow up and then you decide you want to go and play for Spain? But you do realize Emery Laporte was brought up in Spain. Yeah, he was naturalized there, but he yeah, registered for France. You, you know the rule of... Uh, he played for Athletic Bilbao. You know the rule of... For a very long time, yeah. Bilbao. Yeah, the Basque Bilbao, country. Boys. Bilbao do not sign a player who is not, not from the Bilbao. Basque country. Yeah. And that's where Laporte is from. Yeah. This despite his parents being French. But being able to change your nationality as a not yes, it's fine as in if it if there's no sport and football involved. But being able to change your nationality for football purposes Let's as an adult. Way. Let's look at it this way, right? Let me give you a couple of examples of players who've done this, right? Jack Grealish and Declan Rice. Yeah. All represented right. Ireland at the senior level, but okay. changed their nationality to but that's, English, no, that's right? the youth level. That's the youth level. No, Declan played for the Irish senior team. He got six caps. Grealish did not. That one I'll, I'll give you. And it's not just him. We look at uh, Diego Costa, who represented yeah. Brazil at mm. a senior level, but changed his nationality to <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's just weird in this and day and age. Mario Fernandez. Let's look at the last World Cup, the Russian World Cup, right? Not the, it was the last. 20, yeah, it was Russian. Russia naturalized four players <laughs> for that tournament, including Brazilian-born Mario Fernandes. Honestly, I just think it's weird for this day and age for such things to be happening, but I guess it's the world of football. Yeah, it's weird, but you know, at times you want to play international football, even if your career isn't at that level, right? We even saw it with, uh, what's his name, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who was born in France and played for France at underage level. And and it looked destined that he would be leading the line for them one day. But when he realized he's being passed up for the likes of Olivier Giroud, Antoine Griezmann, uh, Benzema at the time, he changed his nationality to represent Gabon. And there's nothing wrong with that. If I'm a 22-year-old, I, I don't miss out on the Euros. I mean, I could change nationality. I'm going to go to Uganda. <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> Uh, this day and age, just so long as you're offering the country something, they'll expedite it. Anyway, you want to tell us about the change of venue of the Champions League final, which yeah. is very complex I mean, as well. Well, I, I don't know. We're if, living in really weird times, yeah, honestly. And I don't know if genuinely the, they're changing it because of COVID protocols, or is it because of fear of what's happening with Israel or Palestine? Because uh, Turkey is also involved in it. But on, I, uh, from what I been reading it's mostly covid yeah, because that, yeah certain countries have different restrictions for covid mm, uh, protocols covid protocols yeah? yeah so you know with uefa they have staff sponsors and mm. players coming from very different countries and all over the world yeah supporters are the champions league yeah. was supposed to allow 6000 6000 yeah they'll, they'll still allow 6000 from each side but it, it wouldn't have been allowed in, in turkey, turkey yeah because of the protocols covid yeah. protocols and with the changing the venue two weeks to go yeah. i mean it seemed very weird and what was weird about it wasn't that they decided we're going to change it it's where they changed it to 
It was supposed to be England first <laughs> at Wembley, but then again... Because that made sense. You see, the final is being contested by two English teams. If they had it at Wembley, most of the fans could actually spend less to go and watch the team. But the UK government also... Boris had... Johnson announced that it will, he wanted it at Wembley. He made a statement to UEFA, the Prime Minister, and he said, bring it to England because it's our teams who are playing and we would love, we would love to watch them play. Do you understand? We'll, <laughs> we'll, I'll, I'll look into the reasons as to yeah. why it was honestly sent but, to Portugal, but that yeah, was very weird. Portugal, yeah. which is weird because now, again, you're forcing uh, supporters to, to travel. travel and, yeah, and COVID, COVID is, yeah. Yeah. And then You have to so, make such a decision. You see why I'm decision. saying it's, uh, it's very strange. If COVID was the main issue, that's what you're afraid of, then why not just host it where the two teams are closest to Honestly, yeah, we'll look into UEFA's decision making, but all in all, that's that's basically your week in terms of sports. Yeah, there's a lot coming up this weekend. Uh the season is wrapping up. Uh, yeah, within week. the next two weeks. But with the end of the season comes two beautiful things. Yeah, we're the Euros, the Euros, the Olympics. Olympics. We are heading Wait, into the no, NBA playoffs as well. No, actually, so. let's not jump the gun on the Olympics. Uh, no, Japan, the Olympics are still on. Actually. Japan have entered a new phase of uh, quarantine. They yeah, they were scared because certain teams were supposed to send athletes early for yeah, training, pre camps, and, and everything, yeah. but some have cancelled because of the new COVID <laughs> restrictions. So, so we're still waiting to see whether the Olympics will go ahead. Yeah, so let's not jump the gun there, but we still do have the Euros and my favorite uh, part of football, the transfers. Yeah, the transfer window. Yeah. So, yeah, keep in touch with us through the entire break. Oh, and F1 will be back. F1 is. We'll be back next weekend in Monaco. Monaco. Uh, I can't well. wait to see the um, Mazepin. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> catch up next with you on Monday. Well, while you send off, you know what I have to do. Well, it's been me, you feel like Bam and Kibbs. Yeah, Kibbs Dibs. I uh, also have to. So see you again on Monday. Bye bye.